Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every day the future's getting closer. Welcome to Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, and welcome to today's podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host. Welcome to the podcast. On today's episode, we are going to talk about attics and crawl spaces, whether or not they're required to have receptacles or not, uh, and whether or not they're required to have lighting outlets and the switching aspects of that. So if you haven't guessed, we're going to spend some time today in 210.70, and we're going to talk again attic spaces, crawl and underfloor spaces, and some of the rules that are required uh, in these applications. Um, So let's get started with attic spaces. I get the questions an awful lot, whether receptacles are always required, even if it's uh, it gives the appearance that it's an adequate attic space and maybe it's framed up a little bit or, or has some frames in there. Am I required to have a receptacle in there? Now, we know that it's not a location that's pretty much governed by 210.52 and the spacing rules and all this type of thing and where we're going to have receptacles, typically in our layout of a dwelling. But there are things you have to take into consideration. Now, I'm going to cover each one of these for these spaces, and um, hopefully I can keep this as short as possible that we don't get too far down a track because I obviously have other episodes that talk about the cable protection requirements in 32023A uh, and 330.23 and 334.23. That's whether it's a scuttle hole or a pull down, uh, whether it's six feet or seven feet. Uh, in all directions that you have to protect those cable assemblies from from physical damage and all that. I I don't want to go down that path today, but I might end up down there. So if that's the case, we'll we'll talk about it. But I'm trying to make an effort to keep podcasts a little shorter, uh, but I'm not having a good luck at it. I'm just telling you up front. It's 2019 now, and I already can tell I'm not having a I'm not having a good time keeping it them brief, as you can tell. All right, first things first, let's talk receptacles, and we'll talk attic spaces. Now, take an attic space. Um, if the attic space is uh, doesn't contain any equipment uh, that may need to have any servicing, uh, there's, if there was no equipment at all up there, 
There's nothing that requires a receptacle to be there. Um, so anything that you would put up there as far as receptacles go uh, is purely optional if you're laying it out. Now, of course, for me, if it has steps to get up there or something like that, but there isn't uh, any equipment up there that's going to need servicing or whatnot, um, and it's typically not going to be a place that's considered a habitable space, so reality is um, I still would probably run a circuit up there and put it in a box and put a receptacle just for future use up there. Somebody's going to do something up there. I just You just know it. Um, uh, and uh, hopefully that someday they call me back to, to, to wire something they do up there if it's adaptable. Uh, and if they do that, I've got a circuit up there that I can do that. And if I'm the electrician that ran that circuit, then that's easy money, right? Um, I don't want to have to get back down into the panel again if I don't have to. So um, I like to sometimes think about those things. I always was in a practice of running extra circuits and putting them in a location, especially if there's a, a location that looked at, might be adaptable for something. Um, but anyway, uh, receptacles not required in attic spaces. Uh, they do not contain equipment that may require servicing. So it's purely optional to put a receptacle in those locations in those attic spaces. Now, moving on to lighting in those spaces. Now, if I have that attic space and it's not going to be used for storage uh, and it doesn't contain any equipment uh, that will require servicing, then I wouldn't need any lighting outlets either. Uh, so, and, and that's pretty clear in 210.70. However, um, we're going to go with the premise that most of the time if they put a scuttle hole or if they put a pull-down stairs, that there's either an air handler unit up there or there's some equipment up there or it is clearly adaptable for storage up there. So if that becomes the issue, then it's going to push me towards the direction of where I'm going to uh, obviously have lighting outlet in there. Um, and then we get into the rules and the caveats for switching and what we have to do at the, at the normal, usual point of entry. And we'll, we'll talk about all that. But you have to look at that and you have to understand the adaptability of that space. I can tell you right now, if there's pull-down steps there and it's a flat floor area, whether there was no equipment in there or not, you know that it's going to be used for storage. It just, it's just a, You just know it's going to be. Um, and you can argue the semantics of, well, we can't say what somebody's going to do. I'm just telling you, it's probably better to err on the side of the fact that it's probably going to have storage. I know that I would use it. You know you would use it. So if that's the case, you're going to have lighting outlets there. Okay. All right. And um, so what we want to do is we're just going to kind of go down the attic space requirements for that apprentice or that journeyman or or uh, somebody that's going through to understand the code rules that are associated with uh, the attic spaces. And then we'll move on to crawl and underfloor spaces, but we want to stick into the attic space. Now, what we're looking at, and hopefully you have the 2017 National Electrical Code handy. Uh, anytime you want to pause this podcast, you can pause it, follow my references to the codes that I'm going to give you, read it, and then come back and continue on with the podcast. It's an easier way to learn that way, and it gets you navigating through the National Electrical Code. All right, so let's talk about an attic space that is to be used for storage or it does contain some kind of equipment that may require servicing. If that's the case, under 210.70A3, then we need at least one lighting outlet. At least one. Can I have more than one? Absolutely. Can I have any number that I want up there, but I have to have at least one, 
Okay? Uh, and so that tells me under 210.70A3, that requirement. If I've got that space uh, and it's going to be utilized for storage or there is any equipment up there that may require servicing. Okay, so we know we've got our at least one lighting outlet. Okay, uh, and just so you know, the lighting outlet is not the luminaire. The lighting outlet is the box where the wire comes into and that's what you connect luminaires to. Uh, it's a point where utilization equipment receives its source from that box, okay? All right, so if we purely read the code when it comes to 210.70A3, uh, you'll see that right there in the first language it says, for attics, underfloor spaces, utility rooms, and basements. It says at least one lighting outlet containing a switch, so the lighting outlet could have the switch at the lighting outlet, or controlled by a wall switch shall be installed uh, where these spaces are used for storage or contain equipment requiring servicing. Uh, so again, that kind of brings us to that understanding is that if this space wasn't for storage or it did not have equipment that requires servicing, then you wouldn't need the lighting outlet. Okay. Now, it goes on to remind us, and again, we're talking attics at this point, even though it's you're going to see how this is going to also apply to these other locations. Uh, it says at least one point of control of that lighting outlet shall be at the usual point of entry to the space. Okay, and then it goes on, and I'll just read it out, and then we'll summarize. It says the lighting outlet shall be provided at or near the equipment requiring servicing. So I have the minimum requirement to have at least one. Uh, if I have equipment there for servicing, or that could be service, then that lighting outlet shall be provided at or near the equ uh, equipment requiring servicing. Okay, so we're only required to have at least one. But if we have equipment up there that is required to be servicing, then it has to be at or near. But the previous paragraph in front of that reminded us that we have to have a switch or a controlled wall switch shall be installed uh, where these spaces are used for storage or contain equipment. So I have to have the application, I have to have the switch, uh, or I have to have a controlled wall switch, okay, for these applications. Now, the one thing that's important also to understand is at least one point of control, okay, of that light switch, of that light, that, that, that lighting outlet, at least one point of control shall be at the usual point of entry to these spaces. So think of how you put all this together. If I get into this space and the equipment's 10 feet away from the point of entry, then the lighting outlet has to be at the equipment or near the equipment. We won't argue over the semantics of what near means. Um, and I have to have this lighting outlet. Um, I have to have a control point at the usual point of entry into this space so that I couldn't use the option to have the lighting outlet with the switch, let's say, for a, a keyless that's placed onto the lighting outlet or whatnot. Uh, I couldn't do it there. So that's going to force me to have uh, a wall switch at the usual point of entry, okay? Uh, and then, of course, the luminaire is going to be over at the uh, the, the actual location where the, the, the equipment is. Now, notice it says at least one point of control shall be at the usual point of entry. I can have multiple points of control, okay? But I have to have at least one point of control at the usual point of entry. So if the equipment that's being serviced, again, is on the other side of this space in the attic, um, then I'm going to have a switch logically at the point of entry. 
And that's only required. It says at least one uh, point of entry, uh, a point of control, shall be at the usual point of entry. Okay, so that would be the switch application. Okay, so at least one is as, as, as for an electrician that's doing this. It says at least one one switch shall be located at the usual entry and exit to the attic space, and that's what's covered in two ten point seventy eight three. Now, if the luminaire contains a switch and is located at the usual point of entry, in other words, it's a very small space, and the and the equipment is right there at the point of entry. I mean, it's right there then I could probably get away with the switch on the luminaire itself, okay? And I wouldn't need a separate switch. Uh, but it's all about proximity, and if it's further away, then I'm going to need the switch for that application, all right? All right, so moving on to crawl and underfloor spaces. We want to talk a little bit about those requirements. All right, so... We're still firmly planted right now in 210.7083. So we're dealing with a crawl space, which is an underfloor space. Okay. Uh, and so typically we have a crawl space. It's going to have uh, uh, maybe possibly the air handler in there and, and what have you. Okay. So, and if that's the situation, uh, and obviously people could store things as well in that space. Okay, so crawl space, if you have lighting outlets in that, uh, it requires at least one uh, switch location at the usual point of entry into the crawl space. Okay, it's kind of the same rules we just talked about for the attic space. Okay, now, again, it's the same thing. If the luminaire contains a switch and it's located at the usual point of entry, it means it's right there, uh, then a separate switch may not be required. Okay, um, so keeping all that in mind, if the equipment is further into the space, all right, goes further into this actual crawl space, um, then you're going to have the, loom, the, the lighting outlet's going to be near that equipment because it's going to be at it or near it, okay? Um, and again, if it requires servicing, uh, then you're going to have to have a switch at the point of entry okay uh, so just keep that in mind uh, that's going to apply whether or not it's an attic space or it's going to apply whether or not it's a crawl space uh, and under floor space okay all right so we're going to also look you know that was the, all right so brings me to what you see in most crawl spaces uh, let's talk receptacles so 125 volt single phase 15 or 20 amp rate receptacle outlet shall be installed at an accessible location for the servicing of this equipment that would be under this, in this crawl space or under floor space. Now, the receptacle shall be located on the same level, and we've established that if you had uh, equipment to be serviced in an attic and you had a receptacle, it would be at the same level, which is in that attic space, uh, and within 25 feet. So the same applies here, same level, and within 25 feet uh, in 210.63. So it covers that. Okay. It also reminds us that the receptacle shall not be connected to the load side of the equipment disconnection means. The load side of it. Okay. Uh, you don't want to come off on the load side of this equipment disconnection means. Now, let's talk receptacles again a little more inside of this crawl space. Uh, receptacle outlets require GFCI protection, ground fault circuit interrupters based on UL943. They're Typically, Class A devices is what we would see here. 
Uh, and the outlets required that required GFCI protection were installed in a crawl space that is not above grade level than requires GFCI. That's 210.8A4. Okay, it requires that. All right. Then it brings me back to a real important point here that we have to fundamentally understand that we're still dealing with underfloor spaces. And underfloor spaces used for storage containing equipment that may require servicing must have, again, at least one lighting outlet. And so, again, whether it's crawl space or underfloor space, it's irregardless under 210.70A3, a lighting outlet has to be located near or at the equipment. And, of course, then that kicks us back into the application where the point of entry, uh, that lighting outlet, how it's controlled. And it has to be the usual point of entry and exit. Okay. And so that could mandate a switch there for the luminaire that's located near the piece of equipment it's being servicing. Okay. So we want to make sure that we fundamentally understand that. Okay. Now... Obviously, you're disconnecting equipment for your HVAC equipment that's under there, whatever. They're going to follow the guidelines of 440.3b, 422.30, and 424.19. All of those things that have to do with disconnection means you have to follow, and we'll talk about that in a different episode because we're really talking luminaires and receptacles at this point uh, in this episode. Um, the next thing that's important to talk about is a, is a change that took place, and it's in 210.8e. And it now requires GFCI protection shall be provided for lighting outlets not exceeding 120 volts installed in crawl spaces. Okay, so that requirement is is in the code now that you have to be aware of. Okay, so you are going to need under 210.8e if it's a crawl space, and you're going to install. Obviously, we're going to have we're going to have lighting outlets in a crawl space. Uh, there's usually servicing of equipment down there, HVAC equipment, more often than not. There's a reason why they put it on a crawl. Uh, and they're going to put the equipment down there. Uh, the lighting outlets are now the ones that are 120 volts or less, and that's your typical luminaire uh, or your typical lamp holder, uh, is going to be required to now have um, GFCI protection. Okay? So that actual... Uh, lighting outlet, that's the box, that's the location that you put in there that you actually connect the keyless to or connect the luminaire to, has to be protected and afforded GFCI protection. Okay? Now, the question comes up, can that be on the uh, be fed from the receptacle that's GFCI protected? And it absolutely could be. All right? It absolutely could be. Now, there's nothing that says you can't do that. Um, so that's under 210.8E that requires that, okay? Uh, now, where equipment is operating at 1,000 volts nominal or less to ground and likely to require examination, adjustment, servicing, and maintenance while energized, uh, we saw a significant change for these reduced spaces uh, where you really didn't have the, the height requirements to meet all the requirements of the working space requirements in 110.26, and you saw a change in the 2017 code, which which gave us some new guidelines. Um, but when we're talking about space with limited access, such as crawl spaces, uh, there shall be an access opening not smaller than 22 inches by 30 inches, okay? And that's what's governed in 110.26A4. So again, not an electrician's thing. Uh, this is whoever's designing it needs to make sure that they have a 
uh, an access opening that l- at least meets these dimensions uh, in order to be able to to adequately provide access to be able to get equipment in and out. Uh, and so um, if you haven't looked at 110.26A4 to understand the new limited uh, limited access allowances for space, um, you need to go look at it. Um, so I guess overall, there's a couple things that I want to add. So now that we've kind of covered everything in the gamut, and we'll do a summary to wrap this one up. But I want to remind you that no lighting outlets are required for underfloor spaces that are not used for storage or contain no equipment that may require servicing. Uh, whether that's an underfloor space, the crawl space, if it's there and there is absolutely no equipment in there to service it, uh, and that's, so it's typically at that point uh, would not require uh, any lighting outlet. Okay, that that's the the general rule when we're talking about that. But the moment that I make that bold statement, somebody will come along and say, "Mr. Abernathy, yes, you don't have any equipment in there, but." If there's an access to it, it's going to be used as storage. Okay, so that's where it becomes very prudent for us, the electrician, to go on and throw a light down there. Obviously, I'm going to put this uh, close to the point of entry so that I can maybe put a pull chain, and that's going to serve and meet all the requirements there. Um, and, and, and that's the, the effort that I'm probably going to make to deal with that. Um, but you have to look at it. But truly, if we had a space that's not going to be used for storage or it doesn't contain any equipment that requires servicing, then the lighting alley wouldn't be required. But that is one of those things where you know that the crawl space or underfloor space is going to be used to store stuff. It's just, it's the nature of the beast. And so if that comes into play, then you're probably going to get into this argument where you're going to need lighting outlet. So you throw one in there, a nail up light box, and you put it in there and you put it near the point of entry if there's no equipment there. Uh, so you just put it right there. You put it on a, a pull chain or whatnot and you just say, all right, good, I'm done. And you move on. You don't want to get into the argument because it's unnecessary. Um, it's it's such small, low-hanging fruit that it's really not worth the argument, to be honest with you. All right, so kind of a recap. Attic spaces, receptacles are not required in attic spaces that don't equi- uh, contain equipment that needs servicing because 210.63 wouldn't come into play because there is no equipment there. Uh, if there is equipment there, then you do have to have a receptacle under 210.63, and it has to be within 25 feet and on the same level. Obviously, if it's in that same space, it would be on the same level. Um, attic spaces that don't do storage... Uh, or don't contain equipment, don't really require lighting outlets. But again, you have to look at the space. If it has a potential for storage, I can tell you if it has a drop-down ladder, then they're going to be storing stuff in there, whether there's equipment there that needs servicing or not. They're going to put stuff up there. So it is storage. So that might kick in. That's going to kick in your lighting requirement. I just want you to know the overall scheme of life. If it was a location that definitively cannot is not going to have storage or is not designed for storage, maybe it's trusses that don't support any load and there's no flat area and the only reason there's an access there is to blow in insulation, then typically it's it's not for storage and there's no equipment in there, then it would not need to have lighting outlets there. Okay. Um, so just kind of giving the overall picture of that. Um, crawl spaces and underfloor spaces, uh, lighting outlets that go inside of these areas because you may have equipment in there or you may use it for storage. Just remember that the lighting outlets now are going to require where there are 120 volts uh, or they don't exceed 120 volts in that crawl space. Uh, or underfloor space is now going to require 
that it be uh, GFCI protected under 210.8e. Okay, so we've got that requirement that's kicking in there. Uh, again, you also have the requirements if you had the equipment, the luminaire, excuse me, the lighting outlet, not the luminaire, the lighting outlet needs to be near or at the piece of equipment that's requiring servicing. If that's away from the entrance, then you'll need a some type of control for that lighting outlet at the usual point of entry and exit. Okay, so you're going to have a switch there. Uh, and so could you have multiples? Absolutely. But you at least have to have one there at the usual point of entry. Um, GFCI protection, obviously, in the crawl spaces, uh, that's going to be required in 210.8A4. Okay, so we're going to have to require the GFCI. Again, the only significant other change to that is now the lighting outlet it is going to require if it doesn't exceed 120 volts in most of the normal, especially in what we're talking about, residential, uh, one and two family uh, are, are is definitely going to be uh, not exceeding 120 volts. So obviously GFCI protection uh, is be done to that as well. So hopefully you got something out of this today. It's kind of a brief one that we talked about, attics and crawl spaces, the lighting and receptacle requirements. Um, again, if you ever have any questions on that, Please don't hesitate to give us an email at info at masterthenec.com. Share that with everybody. Share our URL address at masterthenec.com or electricalcodeacademy.com with all the people you can. The more people we can share it with, the more people we can teach the code. Uh, the more people that you can uh, get to email us and ask us to do different segments. This was a direct segment that was asked by an apprentice uh, to go over attic and crawl spaces when it comes to receptacles and uh, lighting outlets, and so I figured that's what we would do today. Um, but again, we'll answer any questions at any time uh, on any topic. Just let us know. So again, I want to thank you for taking your time to listen to our podcast. Hopefully you got something out of it. Until next time, hey, stay safe and God bless. Every day the future's getting closer. Every day future's looking bright, every day is another beginning.